1: Hi everyone and welcome to the latest episode of Grecian's Gossip. Um, I'm joined by the usual crowd, David Byram, hello. Dan Clark hello, and Jamie Hawkins. A um, few bits to discuss, so I guess we'll start with the most obvious point which is the win away at Carlisle at the weekend. Now Jamie you were there mm-hmm. um, for Express and OK Devon Live, 1-0 win, what did you make of that? Yeah it was great, I mean um, it was such a good game
0: actually, um, quite open the first five minutes. Um, Carlisle had a couple really good chances Um, and then Jaden Stockley had that over a kick which just hit the post, it was really unlucky. Um, So it's quite a frantic opening quarter or so and then it it settled down a bit, Um, still had a few more chances, Um, City dominated the first half and deservedly took the lead um, with Pierce Sweeney in the second half and Carlisle, you know they pole on the pressure as you expect, being the home side chasing the game but they didn't really create too many clear cut chances. They were just putting cross after cross after cross in the box, and Christy Pym was outstanding. And he just dealt with pretty much every single one of them. Pulled off a, an amazing save. It looked a certain goal, um, and then tipped it onto the bar and managed to clear it as well. You know, we did ride our luck a couple of times with that, but then on the other hand, Reed and Stockley had great chances to, to wrap the game up. So. It was a great performance, um, a great game, a great day, you know, won the win away. Um you know, Carlisle have been a bit shaky at home, they won three home games in twenty seventeen, but it's always to go all the way up there and, and get a win it really sets out um a marker I think for, for City and I guess a warning for, for everyone else in League too that, you know, um winning away matches, clean sheets as well and um Back to the top of the league, um, and
1: it's yeah, it's only it's only looking good at the moment. Mm. It's kind of result managers love, isn't it? One nil away from home, particularly a difficult place to go, like um, like Carlisle. Mm. Oh, that's manager's dream, isn't it? Really? You mentioned Christy Pym. I mean, he's a player who perhaps hasn't necessarily won over all City fans out there. But by the sounds right. of it, had a kind of a very good performance. And-
0: yeah, I'll be the first I've Always been a bit unsure about him, mainly over his distribution. Um, You know, he he kept doing it at Wembley. If you can't keep the ball in at Wembley, there's something wrong there. But, you know, on his day, he's as good as anyone in the league, I think. And just how commanding he was in the area, you know, putting in crosses and he just, you know, caught most of them as well. And he just looked so, so calm. And, you know, he didn't really have many shots to deal with. As I said, it was mainly crosses. But when he was called upon, he really, really stepped it to the mark. And he's, I think this season he's really matured and just seems to be you know keeping his head down and and getting on with it Um, I know he's had a few issues in the past reports of falling out with Tisdale you know or whatnot what's whatever's happened seems to have been put behind him and he's really you know claimed the number one spot grabbed it with both hands and yeah like I said if it weren't for him on Saturday we wouldn't have left with with three points, for sure.
1: Mm-hmm. David, it's a bigger picture. Well, how important do you see that result? I mean, 1-0 win, it's, uh, it's ideal, isn't it? Well,
2: it takes City back to the top of the league as well, mm-hmm. and you, you can't sort of argue with that, I guess. And Yeah, I mean, vital, effort, you know, as, as Jamie said, Carlisle aren't in great form, but it's a difficult place to go. And at the same time, if they're not in great form, then it means other teams are winning there too. So if you're going to be up there at the end of the season, you've really, got to, you've really got to win those sorts of games. So, you know, bigger picture, it just sort of keeps City... You know, moving along, I guess, and you know, keep some momentum going after after winning the week before.
1: Mm, yeah. And Dan, you agree with that?
3: Yeah, I mean, it, it's to get the kind of game. You know, it's, it's always good to you know to go somewhere like that, get the win, particularly when they're struggling. You know, extra in good form, and it sort of just sort of puts behind them that you know two defeats in a row that they had you know, a couple of weeks ago. Now they've won two in a row to sort of back heading in the right direction. Really, and. Um, another clean sheet that's always what you know what you want particularly you know, given you know missing Jordan Moore Taylor already and then Luke Croll has to to go off injured so you've got a bit of a you know makeshift back force you know playing together you know Dean Moxey playing centre half and yet they still didn't concede any conceded goals so that's the you know something I you'll definitely be you know, really you know, impressed by the fact that you know they've gone somewhere like that particularly given the amount of goals they conceded. Last year against Carlisle and all those, you know, all those goals and those you know, ridiculously ex- expansive four games to go there and keep a clean sheet is you know exactly what you need. It's the kind of performance that you know you look back at the end. You, the season probably won't remember the game too much, but it's one of those important three points that you pick up. Particularly as I'm sure come to the next two games, Wickham and Luton, and they're going to be tough games as well that you could easily see you know City dropping points. In both games, but it just builds that little bit of a cushion, that little gap to the you know to the sides in third, fourth, and and beyond. That you know have a couple of games where maybe you know you only come away with two draws or something like that. You're still going to be in the top three when you you know back into what's supposedly the more winnable fixtures.
1: Mm. Uh, Jeremy Dan just mentioned there that you know, Moxie dropping or coming on to go in the centre of defence. By all accounts, he quit himself perfectly well yeah
0: he, he looked natural to be honest like he'd been playing there for most of his career um, you know he came on um, in a time when Carlo weren't really dominating the match but the second half particularly he made a, a good goal on clearance as well um, putting a few good challenges so I think Tisdale said after the game that's the third position he's played in for City this season I guess yeah, left back and, and left midfield as well which you know shows how versatile he is and how crucial it could be. Um, I think it perhaps sends out a message because Troy Archibald Henville was on the bench that uh, Tisdale would rather play, you know, a left back there instead of Troy. What does that say about his, you know, future? Um, but you know, the way it's going, I don't really know the the status of um, Luke Kroll at the moment, but. I can see Moxie starting there on, on Saturday at Wickham.
1: Mm-hmm. David, have we got any word on, on Luke Crawls? A bit early at this point. So.
2: Uh, the news is there is no news really. Yeah, uh, yeah. Paul Tisdale said to me yesterday that he doesn't really know how you know it's nothing serious, but you don't know if he'll be fit for for Saturday. I think they're going to sort of leave it for the last minute to, to find out. Mm-hmm. Sure. Okay. Well, speaking of Tisdale,
1: I mean, let's um, let's have a listen to what uh, his views are looking ahead to the Wickham game on Saturday.
4: Yeah, they're all they're all tough games. We've got a real period of tough games at the moment, you know, and then followed by Luton of course. So we've got we've got difficult games and um you know, we've not there'll be no there'll be no um, no giveaways at uh, Richmond we have to earn everything and I think we're I think we're set for that and we're ready to go so um yeah we've got a week without a midweek game which is you know a nice opportunity so um yeah we're we're, we're all ready
2: and um I mean a word you've used quite a bit over the past 12 months is is robust and that probably sums up the the type of display you'll have to have if you you want to be successful at at a place like Wickham
4: absolutely absolutely you know we it takes all sorts we need we need all sorts of characteristics over the course of this season and you know we know from experience and recent history that games at at Wickham will be of of a high tempo and will be competitive and we will have to have players who are willing to contribute in all areas and play as a team and you know, match the, the competitive instinct of the opponent. So I think we need, you know, we, we will need a performance this week. We can't just hope it'll happen, we have to go out and earn it.
1: Well, there was uh, Paul Tisdale there discussing the. Um, the Wickham game. David, how important do you think this one is for City at the weekend?
2: Uh, well, Wickham are only four points behind, so it's vitally important in a way. Um reminds me, almost for the exact opposite reasons, of uh, um, the Wickham game last season where, where the City travelled to Wickham on October the 1st, so around the similar time, and uh, lost 1-0 and both teams were struggling at the bottom of the table at that point. Uh, Wickham used that win to sort of push up the table a little more and into mid-table, eventually travelling for the playoffs. And it's sort of that similar time where you know, you know, a win for City could open up a, da- a gap as Wickham's win last season opened a gap over the City. Um, so yeah, it, it's uh, it's I think it's an important game. It's, it's going to be a difficult one as well. Mm, sure. So what can you tell us about Wickham? Do you know about them as a side. Um, I th- well, it's always a bit of a cliche about like Wickham now, but they're big, strong, physical. You know, they don't they don't mess around. They get the ball forward, You know, Akinfenwa up front. You know what you can get with him to someone who, you know, he'll, he'll sort of be in the face of, of the City defence in a way and, you know, be quite physical with them. And I think that would be an interesting battle between him and Troy Brown. Uh, Akin was scored the winner last season when he, he managed to find some space and uh, from from Woodman. And, you know, you can't really give Akin space, um, which is probably why he was with Woodman, because mm-hmm. Woodman's not as physical as him. So if, if City can keep keep
1: on, on Akin Fenwhere it could prove to be an interesting battle there. Mm-hmm. Dan, what kind of um summit can you see Tiz putting out to get I guess a crawl is, is missing in that sort of thing.
2: Um
3: you'd you'd think he's well we've seen already this season he brought Troy Archibald Henville in for the, the Lincoln game to deal with um St. Matt Reed that up front there, sort of almost a man marking job on him and you sort of feel you know, that he might be a similar kind of thing. He looks at Akin Fenra and goes, well, okay well and um, try out to pretend well, you just sit with him, mark him out the game, you know, so to speak, and see what else Wickham have got? That's possi- you know, be it possibly an option. You think it's going to be It's a tough game to put you know, place to go to. You're going to not be ma- too massively expansive. So I don't know if Jordan Tilson might come back into the side if fit, just to sort of shore up the midfield a little bit more. But you kind of feel you go there sort of looking, well, if you? You, if, you, if you get a point, you'll take a point away at Wickham. You feel he's not going. You're not going to chase the game too much. Not go you know, too gung ho for it. Whether um, you know, he might you, sort of at centre half possibly. You know, he might get you know if, if depending on the state of Crawley if he's fit. Possibly you might want to use you know Dwight or handle there and Moxie instead of Holmes on the left wing as a you know more slightly more defensive option just to sort of be a little bit more secure. In the wide areas, don't want to commit too much, and then use him on the you know, as a substitute on the bench too much. But I wouldn't expect, you know, to obviously be looking to try and win the game, but not you know, going flat out, you know, and trying to overcommit too much too early. You wouldn't have thought. Mm, point very much a good result, you think, in, in your eyes? Oh, definitely. Yeah, you know, Wickham, will, you know, they're fourth in the table. They're up, they're up there at the minute, particularly. You know, they seem to be in pretty good form. I don't think they've got a great record mm. at that. You know Adams Park anyway. You know it's a kind of, yeah, you know, Wickham away. You'd take a point there, and Luton at home after that, where you'd take a point in that one, and just just move. You know, just move on really. In, in in the situation, you know, obviously they. If you win the games, they're great because they're two of your, your almost promotion rivals that you're beating. But, you know, same thing. You don't want to, you know, drop point. You don't want to lose to them so they can gain ground on you. Mm. So you know, you you feel a point would be a result that a City would
1: be absolutely, you know, delighted to take if you offered it now. Hmm. Yeah, I'm sure. Uh, Jamie, um, Dan just alluded to it there about City not having a great record against them um, as well. They haven't won at Adams Park since, uh, I think, New Year's Day 2013, uh, according to the notes David uh, published <laughs> for out for the podcast. Um, any ideas of why that is or you, what you put that down to?
0: Yeah, I mean, I've been a couple of times actually. The last time I went, I think, was on we won about four years ago and it is a really tough place to go, I think when We've won that, it's been by an odd scrappy goal. Um, I think it's just because the way that they play, I think they've gained a, a reputation under Ringsworth of you know getting stuck in, um, not being afraid to to make a, a dodgy tackle, take a, a book in, or worse. Um, you know, I think Dave was mentioned earlier about the time wasting they did last season. I mean, it was at St James Park, but. It's just a really tough place to go, especially when you've got players like Akunfemor at front who will hold the ball and make it difficult for you to to try and play. Um, you know, I guess you could say they've got a long ball um, streak about them, which I guess is a, a thing of League 2 these days, as opposed to City who try and actually play football. But um, yeah, it's just a really difficult place to go. Um, I don't think you know they can be intimidated by. Crowd or the atmosphere, because all the times I've been there isn't one. Um, but I think it's just the style of play that it's, teams get really, you know, um, sussed out by. I guess, and you know, like I said, I Fenway was such a tough guy to deal with. Um, it could, you know, his performance could make or break the result for
1: me. Mm-hmm. David, you mentioned that kind of style that um, that they've got. I mean, there's obviously sort of. Gamesmanship and physicality and whatnot, but do they do they cross that line in your eyes?
2: Um, I'm not sure they, they cross it exactly. Um, I think you know they they play to their strengths and they don't have a big budget either. I mean, City don't either, but you know that they they really do make the most of what they got, and it's very it is very competitive and you know that sort of thing. And I think it can be frustrating to watch because they do slow the game down a lot, but I'm, I'm I i do not think it's you know, I think. A lot of the times, a rest can be rather soft on it, but I don't think it is necessarily breaking the rules. It might be going into gamesmanship a little rather than actual fair sportsmanship, but I think, you know, there's probably not a team in League 2 that don't do that, to be mm-hmm, honest. Mm-hmm. You know, even, even, I mean, not to that extent, but there are even times where, where, you know, City might, you know, take a foul here or something like that. Every, everything does it, really.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, sure, OK. Well, let's um talk about predictions quickly. Dan, what are you going for?
2: Um. I think it's going to be a
3: it's a close game. I don't think there's going to be masses of goals in it. Maybe a one-all draw.
0: One-all draw. Jamie? Yeah, I was going to go for a score draw. Mm-hmm. One-all's gone, so i will go
2: two-all. David? I'll go 2-1 to City. Uh, I'm just trying
1: to remember who it was last week. Who, who was it who predicted the quite low-scoring City I think, victory? I think, I, I think for the first time I went for a yeah. goal, a the, go. the first time all <laughs> season I haven't gone for a 1-0 win. That was one ones. But. <laughs> yeah. Um, well there we go yeah, I'll be interested to how, see um, How that one pans out the, uh, the weekend um, Questions We've got one from Tom Bond uh, When is Ryan Hardy back? David
2: any news? No news at all <laughs> To be honest uh, It's one of those things That just drags on To be honest um, He always does pick up These niggly injuries At the start of the season but I think He did miss a part of pre-season Then came back And was on the bench For Cambridge And then Picked up a knock in that game through a heavy tackle and I think it's it, You know it, just dragging on now. I'm not mm. sure how long it's going to be. To be honest, we were. I was told about four or five weeks, and you know, about two months ago. Now. Yeah. So it's just one of those things, I think. Mm. Do you City sort of need him back? Would you say? I think he'd be handy now back because he's a he's a different type of midfielder to the ones we've got at the moment. Really, he can, you know, a little similar to Lloyd James, but Lloyd James is a bit deeper than, than Ryan Harley. Ryan Harley plays a bit further up the pitch, and he's always got a couple of goals in him as well. So I think. Perhaps not necessarily need as in desperately need, but he's the ha- a handy player to have for sure.
1: Mm. What about you, Jamie, from the City fans' perspective, what do you
0: reckon? Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't say necessarily missed him. I don't think there's been a, a game this season where I thought we really missed Harley. But you know, you got James Tilson and, and Boateng coming in. Of course, they've all done pretty well. But as Dave says, a player of his quality, um, it's always great to have at least on the bench. Um, you know, and he, on his day, you know, he can be his, a great player. Um, you know, I think he's always had a, a little reputation over the years of being not necessarily lazy, but quite casual. Um, but on his day, like I said, over the years that I've seen him play, he's been absolutely outstanding to see A great player and, you know, it, it's weird because you always almost forget that he, you know, does play for the club. He's been injured for so long, but... Yeah, it's I don't think many have sort of mentioned him too much, but um given how well we've done with, you know, like I said, Tilson, James and Boateng, but when it does come back he can still make a difference, for really.
1: mm. I guess that's the thing done, isn't it? He's um City being a pretty good run without him as things stand, haven't they? So Yeah, yeah but I suppose the thoughts, I suppose that you look at
3: it and pretty much every game this season city have been able to to field a, a full strength side. They really haven't had too much issue with injuries, obviously the long term injuries. Simpson and Brunt and more Taylor's missed a couple of games for injury. Obviously, Moxie started the season injured, injured but it's come back. But virtually, you know, nobody's really picked up any injuries. Nobody's missed a large chunk of sides. You've been able to play the your, your strongest team. I mean, as it gets closer towards Christmas, the games pile up. You might pick up a few more injuries. You know, the odd game, they miss out for suspension, and that's when it's all, you know, you sort of have to start mixing, matching with the team a little bit more, bringing players who you know into the side just to freshen things up a little bit. And you know, obviously, Ryan Harley—he is a key player. He's, you know, he can be a difference maker on his day. And if and when he does get fit, he's going to be a great option to to bring back into the side. Particularly given that a lot of players will have you know, have 15 games in their legs this season. Ryan Harley won't, so you feel. By the you know the back end of the season, he should be fresher than a lot of other players, and you know, well, you know we might you can stay fit, get a run of games in him, and perhaps make the difference to
1: you know getting over that line to promotion. Mm. Well, watch this space, I suppose. We'll keep a uh, keep an eye on that. Brilliant. Well, thanks very much for joining us, and uh, we'll be back next week with another episode.